does our industry's COVID-19 future portend for humanitarian flights and the groups organizing them? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. This week's podcast is brought to you by Whiting Aviation Park. Ready to grow your business in Santa Rosa County, Florida. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. We've seen countless examples throughout the novel coronavirus pandemic of the importance of volunteer humanitarian flying groups. I'm sure everyone listening today also knows that these pilots and support personnel are often among the first ones on scene in the aftermath of natural disasters and in other times of national emergency. What we may not really think about that often, though, is that these groups are flying all the time, coast to coast across our country and even around the globe, providing crucial emergency transportation of supplies, equipment, patients, and medical personnel. However, in the initial weeks of the COVID-19 crisis in our country, many groups saw demand for those missions evaporate. The medical facilities, they canceled a significant number of requests that they had previously submitted. April saw a huge number of cancellations. Um, We also saw in future months a decrease in the missions that were requested by the medical facilities. Elizabeth Hansey is the executive director for Angel Flight South Central, which provides free transportation on board general aviation aircraft for people in need across Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, and New Mexico. So has the number of requests for current and future flights increased since then, Elizabeth? Both of those have started to slowly start to come back to normal numbers. We've also seen a lot of the missions that have been available being flown by our volunteer pilots. Um, That's been an increase since COVID came into play in the U.S. We've also seen an increase in the number of pilots joining our organization over the last three to four months. Some other areas where we were impacted were trying to get listed as an essential business in each of the states where we operate. We also had initial concerns about FBOs being open. So a lot of our pilots were having to call ahead um, to make sure that everything was still operating, that they could still purchase fuel, especially in the more remote areas that they fly to. We also had to cancel a fundraiser in the spring and a pilot event where we were supposed to fly out and introduce Angel Flight to local pilots in the Midland Odessa area. It is encouraging to hear that more pilots are now reaching out to volunteer. Also with us today is Brett Heinrich, President and CEO of Wings of Hope, which supports humanitarian flights around the globe to help improve the health and self-sufficiency of people in need. Brett, I spoke with you and Elizabeth in May for an NBAA web article about how COVID-19 initially affected your groups. Has the situation at Wings of Hope gotten better today? I really concur with the things Elizabeth laid out. We've seen more pilots come to us uh, with a desire to help. Uh, Our volunteers are eager to get back. We have to do that safely and responsibly. Uh, So we've taken a phased-in approach to reopening Wings of Hope. On the flight side, in the U.S., we fly between two and 300 flights a year. And like Elizabeth alluded to, uh, that was really driven by our patients and the hospitals. 
Many of our patients are elective surgery patients. And of course, when COVID hit us head on, um, we, we really had to suspend our flights uh, for most of March and April. Uh, May and June ramped back up and we were able to see 10, 12 flights scheduled in advance. The Corporate Angel Network takes a somewhat different approach to humanitarian flying by arranging transportation for cancer patients utilizing empty seats aboard business aircraft. Gina Russo, the group's executive director, says that although fewer company flights are taking place right now, that doesn't mean those missions aren't being flown. We're seeing an increase in dedicated flights, which is absolutely wonderful. Corporate Angel Network's model is that usually we pair patients with business flights that are already scheduled. So a company might be traveling from New York to Houston for business, and we have a patient who needs to go to MD Anderson Cancer Center for treatment, and we'll ask for one or two seats on that flight if they're available. During COVID-19, we've had some wonderful partners who have called us and said, we know cancer patients are stuck. These are patients who are vulnerable outside of a pandemic, never mind with this increased concern. And we do not want you to wait until we're flying for business. Please send us who needs to go where, and we will consider every request. What you describe, Gina, really demonstrates how important your group's mission is to these companies. I think business aviation, aviation as a whole, has been an important tool during crises over many, many decades. But now during this pandemic, we're we're seeing even folks who historically might not have been able to help really rally to bring people to and from care. It's been very humbling to watch companies redirect their, their business routine flights to pick up our patients over the years. But now, really, these dedicated flights have been unbelievable. We are dealing with the sickest of the sick at this point. People who were going to be traveling for routine care or a second opinion are now not traveling usually. They rather do a teleweb visit or wait until things stabilize. But it's the patient who needs major surgery or needs a clinical trial that's not available close to home that we're getting the phone call from and they're requesting the flight. So we do see that we're still flying our cancer patients. We're not flying the same amount of patients. We have some companies with regularly scheduled routes that often would give us four to eight seats on a flight. They're not able to do that any longer for two reasons. One, they might not be flying at all And the few that are starting to fly again are creating a different model with their plane where they're they're creating space for social distancing. So not every seat is available. So you can imagine with Corporate Angel Network's model where we use the empty seats, many of those empty seats now are just being blocked off to create space between people and there's less empty seats available. Also on the line is Raul Murrow, the chair and co-founder of the AirCare Alliance, an umbrella organization and referral service for these and other volunteer pilot organizations. Raul, how has this environment affected your efforts? So for us, uh, in terms of uh, how it impacted our operations, we noticed right away that in the aviation media and some of the local media, Uh, that people were flying, and in some cases it was uh, individuals rather than groups who were suddenly flying 
uh, for various purposes related to the virus, such as transporting supplies and all, and some were taking patients. And we were very concerned about that, given the risk of the virus. Uh, we consulted with uh, two prominent uh, medical authorities and put together recommendations and got them out in the form of bulletins to all of the organizations and about uh, several hundred uh, volunteer pilots who are on our mailing list. Uh, and so those stories uh, started to get straightened out. In terms of our relationships with the organizations and how we understand their working, there have been big changes. A lot of the organizations did pay attention to the situation and stopped all patient transport flights until they got a handle on what would be safe and they had advice not only from uh, national authorities but from their own uh, uh, medical uh, advisors. Uh, most of the missions which took place uh, soon after the virus hit became the, uh, the flights to provide uh, personal protection equipment and other supplies out to the field to medical facilities that needed them. As you uh, know, during the early portions of the virus, a lot of supplies were in tremendously short supply, and we helped uh, create a shorter uh, pipeline between sources of supply and out in the field. Coming up, we'll hear more from our group about how they think COVID-19 may affect their operations well into the future. But first, a word from our sponsor, Whiting Aviation Park in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Ready to grow your business? Whiting Aviation Park can help you take off. Here, you can develop up to 200 acres for manufacturing, maintenance, repair, or overhaul operations adjacent to NAS Whiting Field with access to its 6,000-foot runway. You'll be able to reach high and go far from Santa Rosa County, Florida, home to a large, skilled, military-trained workforce. If you're serious about growing your business, learn more about the incentives waiting for you at whitingaviationpark.com. We're back now with our discussion of the COVID-19 environment with leaders from four humanitarian flying organizations. Raul Murrow heads the Air Care Alliance. Raul, let's look ahead now to the future. How do you think COVID-19 will affect your group's efforts going forward, particularly as we consider not only the personal health and safety implications from COVID-19, but also the potential for a prolonged economic recession? My sense is that the larger corporate aircraft may be used a little bit less, partially because of not wanting to take large groups of people around, and partially because uh, a lot of companies are having to really watch their expenditures. I, I expect, though, that because of the risk of traveling on crowded airliners, that uh, many business people are probably going to want to either charter or get involved in a sharing arrangement or even consider purchasing uh, smaller corporate aircraft, and, and in which case there would likely be more of those available for uh, various kinds of flights, uh, public benefit uh, flights. That, I think, it will be a potential uh, economic change as a result of a, an extended re recession. As far as individual pilots go, everybody is suffering economically from this and people who previously were able to afford to perhaps once a month handle a patient transport flight probably will be in less of a position to be able to do so. So that's where the obtaining of discounts and uh, other kinds of support would be very, very helpful. 
Indeed, an extended downturn would hit single-pilot operators particularly hard, including groups like Angel Flight South Central. Right, Elizabeth? Our biggest concern is going to be whether pilots can continue to fly these missions from a financial perspective. If they lose their jobs or are uncertain about their future employment, they may not be able to volunteer to fly these missions. Some of them may end up selling their aircraft. Our pilots right now come from very diverse industries, and it's been very hard to estimate what a recession could do to our, the future of our organization and being able to fulfill the humanitarian missions. The other side is also an increase in new passengers as they look for low-cost options and other means of traveling that don't include commercial flights or even driving. Both of those now have more inherent risks, especially if they are immune-compromised. And if they start discovering um, or hearing about angel flight, we may see an increase in new passengers with the recession and fewer pilots being able to fly. It could end up being very difficult for us to maintain the level of mission completion that we currently are seeing. Gina, how is the Corporate Angel Network engaging with your partners to ensure the group's mission continues forward during this time? I really feel at this point it's our job to be as creative as possible and and really use the whole industry to help our pilots continue to fly our patients. Of course, we're all concerned about this virus and and pandemic going on much longer than many of us ever anticipated and, and the financial impact of that. We are working closely with our FBOs, with our fuel providers to find any discount possible we can offer our our pilots to help make these flights a little less expensive, whether that's waiving landing fees or giving them some kind of break on fuel and um, really just making sure that we're good partners, that we have all the information and forms ready to be given that people can use for tax purposes and that our, our wonderful supporters have everything at their fingertips. So not only are they feeling very positive about giving back to those in need during this challenging time. They also have the resources they need at their fingertips to make sure that they can leverage all the the financial aspects of donating a humanitarian flight. Brett, what message do you have for pilots to consider supporting your organization, Wings of Hope, and others during this unprecedented time? You know, Rob, I think I would remind pilots that this time is like no other. Uh, people's needs are certainly at the level they've been before and even greater, uh, given the challenges of COVID. I think it's incumbent on organizations like Wings of Hope and others in this space to demonstrate that we are providing a safe outlet to transport people because the need is, is so strong. So I would just encourage pilots to jump in to um, knowing the economic hardship Uh, is very real. Um, Make sure you're flying for an organization that has your safety in mind, that you can do it responsibly for you and your family, but then go about the important work of saving and changing lives. Elizabeth, what would you like to add? We're extremely grateful for everything that the volunteer pilots have been doing for the organization to help people continue to get the medical treatment that they need during this time. Even with the lower numbers of missions, the response 
has been unbelievable. Um, and the support, even pilots trying to find their own missions to fly for those who aren't as comfortable flying passengers. They've reached out to universities and other medical organizations that are in need of PPE materials, and they help develop different partnerships. We had one pilot who worked really hard to develop the partnership with the Gulf Coast Blood Bank. We had another one out in West Texas working with a university that was in need of pilots who could fly PPE materials out to rural areas in Texas where they just did not have access to those materials. All of our volunteers have really stepped up during this time to find new ways and new partnerships that we can build on even after this pandemic has passed by. And we are very grateful for everything that they have done to continue to support our mission and everybody who's in need right now. And Roll, what additional messages or advice would you like to leave our audience with today? What I'd like to point out is that there are tremendous opportunities for pilots to be of service uh, and use the unique nature of general aviation aircraft to serve the needs of, of uh, people and of communities. We are going to see hurricanes get worse, floods get worse, and other kinds of problems occur as the climate adjusts. We are moving into hurricane season right now. We've seen in the last several years that there have been major problems caused by these hurricanes coming across various areas of the country and in foreign countries. And there is an opportunity for pilots and companies operating aircraft to be of tremendous service. With that, I would also indicate caution. In the relief efforts that occurred uh, last year for the Bahamas, there were some real problems because a lot of individual pilots took upon themselves to conduct what they considered relief missions or go and deliver supplies or such out to the Bahamas. And there became a real traffic hazard in terms of the number who uh, responded. Uh, my advice is that there are, will be a lot of opportunities in the future, both for medical flights, for people who can't fly on airlines, and for emergency service flights. But it is best for people to become affiliated with a volunteer pilot or other charitable aviation organization or fly for a corporation that has the procedures in place to operate safely and to operate uh, in complete harmony with the official agencies that would be responding and uh, other volunteer pilots who are working through groups. Basically, work through a group and don't jump in on your own. Business aviation has long served as a lifeline to people and communities in crisis, performing missions to locations where sometimes commercial airliners and even ground vehicles just can't reach. NBAA's Humanitarian Emergency Relief Operator, or HERO, database is a list of people and groups in the business aviation community ready to mobilize in support of COVID-19 relief and other disaster response efforts. To learn more about this important program and to perhaps add your organization to the list, please visit nbaa.org forward slash HERO. 
And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Thanks again to our sponsor, Whiting Aviation Park. And remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store. Wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Fly safe and join us next week for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.